Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. This is Rick Luper speaking to you live from my Van Nuys Poetry Studio. We've just upgraded the studio. We put in a glass of water, a brand new one. So it's really kind of uh, upping the ante over here in terms of luxury. It's good to have you all uh, listening. It's our open reading. We do this every month. Uh, and I invite you to call in. The number is area code 646-716-7362. We have no content or style restrictions. Our only requirement is that you read a poem. And then you'll have the opportunity to tell us what's going on in your poetry world. Tell us about your latest project, uh, your website, uh, a reading that you host in your area. I'm particularly interested in knowing what's going on in terms of live poetry in other parts of the country. And my, my theory about this is, is, that, is that I bet there's someone else listening in your part of the world who probably doesn't know about what it is that you know about. And if you say what it is that you know on the air, then they'll know. And we will thus have helped further the mission of Poetry Superhighway, which is to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. So let's do that, shall we? The the phone number to call in is 646-716-7362. Since we last spoke last month, we completed the uh, 14th annual Great Poetry Exchange, a project in which uh, people pledged to send their poetry book to another randomly selected participant in exchange for receiving a poetry book from Yet another randomly selected participant. We had 70 people participate this year from from all over the world, many continents represented. And uh, the deadline for people to send out their books was this past Monday, March 16th. And so far, I've heard from 65 of the 70 poets that their books have been sent. And an annoying follow-up email has already gone out to the other five. So not to worry if you're a participant who hasn't received your book yet. You'll definitely get one. Uh, I I get really annoying in email. Uh, You know, no one should write me because it's just going to be whatever I write back is undoubtedly going to be annoying. But this is a purposefully annoying follow-up email. You know, I try to begin friendly like, have we crossed in the mail? Did I perhaps not receive your email notification that you send out the book? But then it gets a little more pointed uh, until finally – an electronic jihad is launched. <laughs> Probably wasn't the best choice of words there. Anyway, uh, great poetry exchange. We finished it. I hope that you got your book already. Thanks for joining in. Our next project, by the way, starts on April 1st, and it's not a joke. It's our annual poetry writing prompt a day that uh, we'll be publishing during National Poetry Month. It's the third year in a row we've done this. We've solicited from all of you uh, poetry writing prompts. How do we do that? We included it in our newsletter, and I'm telling you now, the solicitation period is still open. If you have an idea for a poetry writing prompt, a writing exercise that you would like to share, then go to our website, poetrysuperhighway.com, click on the banner at the top of the page that says submit yours under the poetry writing prompt project or or there's a link under special projects and put your idea in the form there. And throughout the month of April, which by the way is National Poetry Month, I understand yesterday was National Poetry Day or was that Worldwide Poetry Day? I don't know. 
I do know for sure, though, that April is National Poetry Month here in the United States. So every single day, we will be publishing one poetry prompt uh, submitted by those of you who have submitted your writing prompts. So you got a good idea, send it. A couple tips here. Um, I don't mean to say that any particular writing prompt is illegitimate, but specifically the ones that we're looking for are ones that provide a specific writing exercise or direction uh, that might use a poem or a stanza as a poem as an example of what you're talking about. But the entire writing prompt, at least in terms of what we're looking for, should not exclusively consist of a poem that you've written and that's it, or a phrase. Uh, certainly, uh, there's no illegitimacy about that as a writing exercise, but it's not what we're looking for. We're specifically looking for something that has direction of some kind. And if you want to see examples of what we used uh, on our website are the last two years worth of writing prompts uh, under the special projects menu on Poetry Superhighway. Uh, you can see the prompt a day project and then there's a submenu listing for 2014 and 2013. I'd love to see what you've got. The whole idea behind this is many people, as I'm sure uh, many of you know who are listening, uh, try to write a poem a day during National Poetry Month. Uh, uh, Napo Raimo, I believe it's referred to as. And so sometimes it's tough thinking up something to write. Sometimes it isn't. It's fine if, uh, if, if you don't need poetry writing prompts. But in case you're looking for an idea, uh, we're going to give you an idea every single month of something that you can uh, base a poem off of. So, uh, so you, can, you can choose to use it like that. You can submit your own writing prompt. You can do a combination of the two. It's completely up to you. Go to our website and check it out. I believe that's everything I have to tell you at this point. We're going to get to our callers right now, our open reading. Again, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Our first caller is a series of ones, which means it's a block number. Hello, block number. You probably heard a beep. Hello, Rick. Hi. Who's there? How are you? Alex. Alex, where are you calling from? Uh, Canada, my friend. Oh, right, of course. Uh, welcome back. Uh, welcome back thank to the you show. So much. Um, I'm doing fine, thank you for asking, by the way. Um, <clears throat> how's life in Canada? Uh, spring is in the air. <laughs> There's still lots of snow on the ground, but spring is in the air. Well, at least the snow still isn't in the air. Yeah. If you're lucky, Ricky, we may still have a few more days of that here and there in between. But for the most part, she's done. Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. It's It's been a bitter winter for uh, folks uh, in the northerly and northeastern regions of the United States. So uh, uh, the news that spring is in the air is a, is a fine thing to hear. It's a wonderful thing to hear. So people people get over all of their seasonal affective disorder thing with the lack of sunshine in the winter and everything like that and being cooped up inside like cabin fever and they can get out and go for walks and uh, makes people feel better about life. So that's good. It is indeed. So what what do you have to share with us this, this month? Something that I just wrote yesterday, Rick. It's called Many Happy Returns. It goes like this. I'm with you all the way. Often you've received the short end of the stick. You're onto greener pastures. Lean years we must all endure. These dry spells are over. So entering into a period of positive spiritual growth. Winds of change are among us for weathering what you have. Are so much the better person. Appreciate all that's on your plate. No more look a gift horse in the mouth. You take what you can get, are gratified by the smallest portion. Why more has since flowed into your stream? Is it just coincidence? Does a cow really fly over the moon? Answer is no on both accounts. So you've learned how to manifest, how to turn nothing into something by shifting a facial pattern whose image reflects a smile. This and this alone by itself makes a world of difference, which can be so catching you may wish to hold on to it 
forever. With it comes many happy returns. Can anyone blame you for wanting a slice of life that touches you again and again? With a tenderness whose softness is as a silky leaf, brushing gently as a lapping ripple upon a tranquil shore. When you find a paradise, there you tend to set down roots, be it with a good woman or in a place of constant harmony. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for opening up the show with that uh, that lovely piece. Um, uh, anything going on in your neck of the woods that you want to let us know about, poetry-wise? Uh, poetry-wise, we just keep on doing monthly readings at different libraries, things like that up here. It, it's, it's really a, a constant ebb and flow. We have an uh, Arts Council of Sault Ste. Marie up here, and we do... Uh, with those open readings, like you have once a month on on the program here, but people just get out and they get to express themselves, so it's a good uh, forum for it. So it's awesome. Great. Well, thanks for thanks for calling in. Thanks for opening up the show, and um, and uh, looking forward to talking to you next time. Oh, you're very welcome. And one plug, Rick, is that where I'm from in Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, the team won the Ontario Hockey League crown for uh, regular season champions in junior hockey. And uh, so now they're going into the playoffs starting next Friday. And other guys who have played on this team, most notably, would have been uh, Wayne Gretzky and Paul Coffey. Uh, no hockey slouches. Not at all. Even Joe Thornton has played up here, and uh, Jeff Carter from the Kings have played up here. So lots of guys from California that have played that are playing down there have played for this junior team here. So it's uh, it's a hockey mecca right here. Cool. Well, enjoy that, and um, I look forward to talking to you next time. Okay. Take care, and thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it all the time. My pleasure, my pleasure. Glad to have you calling in uh, uh, as frequently as you do. That was some Alex calling from Sault Ste. Marie in Ontario, Canada, uh, uh, looming directly over the state of Michigan. Um, I don't know if that worries the people in the in the northern part of Michigan, but uh, you never know. Uh, uh, thanks for calling in, Alex. Um, all right, moving along. Our uh, next caller is... Uh, Ooh, I'm moving to a whole other part of the world. It's uh, Neville Hyatt from Australia. Hi, Neville. Good morning, Rick. I almost got caught out with the uh, time zone change with your daylight savings. It's uh, it's meant to cause uh, uh, problems for the rest of the world. Yes, and of course, um, coming up, I think, next weekend, I think, is ours. Daylight savings goes back, so next month it'll be a whole other ball game. Well, I, you know, I'll cross my fingers as we get closer to that time. But uh, I'm glad, glad I got the email reminder saying the show was on. So uh, thanks for sending them out. My pleasure. I, you know, I suspect that most people uh, learn about the show or are reminded of the show uh, because of that, and not necessarily because they've put it on their calendar. So uh, uh, that's why we do it. Fabulous. Well, a lot's been happening in the poetry world in um, in Ballarat. Um, we recently just had a Begonia Festival, um, which is a massive social thing, as much as I don't really give a rat's about flowers, as beautiful as they are to photograph. <laughs> I'm not a green thumb, but the Begonia Festival is, is heaps of kids' activities and things um, going on. So, And as part of that... Um, a whole lot of the local poets got together and wrote a collection of poems based on things in the local gardens here and published the book Poetry Pathways, which not only did they ask me to do the photos for, which I was honoured to, um, but I managed to get a couple of poems included in that. So I thought I'd do one of them for you today. Please do. Let me ask you a question. You said they asked you to do the photographs. Are you, are you also a photographer as, a, as an I artist? I am, yes. Yes. That's great. Um, do, do you find that your photography and your poetry ever uh, commingle, or one inspires the other in in any way? Okay, I'm going to have to slip you a fifty, obviously, after this interview. Uh, my my <laughs> first U.S. My, funds, my if you first, don't mind. <laughs> yes, yes. 
Um, of course, our dollar has dropped a bit against yours in the last few months. We used to be just above it. Um, yeah, my first two books were actually every double page spread was a photo and a poem, which somewhat intermingled. So that's why I found your question rather interesting because that was my first two uh, books published were a collection of photography and poetry where the poetry and photography connected in some way. That's great to know. I always find that although you know individual artists tend to specialize in their particular medium, um, that the impetus to create the art um, is is similar regardless of how it it comes out. You know, it might come out as a photograph, it might come out as a poem, it might come out as a painting, but it but to some extent it 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 kind of comes from the same place regardless of what our our chosen. Uh, art form is so uh, it's it's always cool to to learn of someone who who uh, works in more than one medium as it were yeah and and a lot of artists i don't know do dabble in more than one medium but generally speaking you do find that yeah that creative whatever it is compels them to create no matter how that's expressed right well let's hear your poem Okay, it's um, to give you a precursor because you weren't there on the on the poetry tour. There's an avenue in the gardens of all the old prime ministers of Australia uh, on a, a marble pedestal with a bust, bronze bust, and that's what inspired this poem, which is called an annual pez. Mmm, candy. I wonder what flavour each one contains. Surrounded by such lush grass. Fertilised by years of promises, a week or a year, one term or three, immortalised now forever like a row of Pez dispensers. Once only a man's domain, now joined by a woman. Mmm, Pez. Well, you've uh, you've tackled all of our childhoods uh, uh, um, with that one, Neville. Yeah, and the amount of times I've been in that gardens, I've lived here quite a few times over the years, and I've never thought of these bronze busts on top of the marbles as as Pez dispensers. But that day, I was walking along the gardens, and I'm like, they kind of look like Pez dispensers. It's well, so, again, it's it's art inspiring art. That's what it is. Yeah, and generally that's what all the um, all the poems were, whether it was from the marble statues in the gardens or the trees or, or whatever it was, was was using the ekphrasis form of poetry and um, being inspired. But there was a lot of them that were um, not only written but performed, and I managed to record some of them and stick them on my YouTube channel. So if anyone wants to um, check them out, they can do so. And some of them, thankfully, were even interpreted in Auslan, which is... Um, Australian Sign Language. So for the deaf, they can um, access the poetry as well, which I thought was wonderful. That's so cool. Um, and I saw you just posted a link to one of them in the uh, in the chat room. So if anyone is in the chat room, or you might not even be aware that you're in the chat room, when you go to the Blog Talk radio page, uh, typically the chat room just kind of shows up. Uh, you might have to scroll to see it. Uh, but there it is. Um, you can interact with other people listening to the show and, and post links and things like that. So thanks for doing that. Well, I can't wait to hear the rest of the poets on the show, Rick. Well, then let's get to him. Thank you for calling in and uh, helping, as always, make this a truly worldwide uh, reached uh, show. Um, Neville Hyatt from uh, Ballarat, Australia. Good to hear your voice, as always. Thanks, Rick. I look forward to next month's show. Indeed. All right. That was uh, that was Neville from Down Under from Australia, uh, making it in the nick of daylight savings time. Uh, we'll see if he manages to get on next month, what with the, the time change uh that they're going to experience, and um, you heard it. You heard it here firstly. I'm going to need your 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 backup here, but he promised that he would send fifty dollars. I think that's that's the way I heard it. That fifty dollars is coming to me. So so keep that in mind, and uh, and I could use your emails of support in that matter. Uh, moving on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the number to call in uh, uh, if you're brave enough to do so, and you should be, is six four six seven one six. 
888-646-7362. You can also call in by uh, clicking the Direct Connect button using your, your microphone on your computer. If it's a good microphone, you probably need to use headphones there because you can't... Uh, uh, we can't have the uh, the speaker uh, feeding back into the the microphone there, uh, but uh, but do that if you have a good internet connection. This sounds a little bit better than on the phone, but um, um, either way, call in six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from the nine seven three area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm good. Who's this? Uh, this is uh, Ron Bremner. Um, I'm from Glen Ridge, New Jersey, and hey, Ron. Um, Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. Welcome back. You called in last month, right? Uh, not last month, but the month before. Well, it all runs together like one big crazy show for me. I'm glad to have you back on, regardless of when it was previously. Oh, it's great to be on, Rick. And so, uh, uh, what do you got for us? Okay, I've got uh, something from my forthcoming book, um, Kerouac Dreams, and... Uh, this is untitled so far, so here we go. Jazzed faces, weary psyches, smells of coffee and pre-dawn America, sallow moon waiting for us, snake eyes, dog breath, here in a night of pals and gals in this cannabis home, quick snatched phrases from mouths of poets walking to and fro on streets of the sake where we all live and sometimes die, howls of thunder, howls of laughter, and Ginsburg tears wrapped in a neat bundle amid fears and whispers under the Christmas tree. Sunlight screaming, anodyne streaming, filling the void inside our minds with capsicum and Buddha. Screaming sunlight, actionable moonlight, soothe our fears as escaping sounds eat our ears. And there you go. Eat our ears indeed. I'm a vegetarian, though, so I'm going to have to uh, decline Have you ever that. had a sound eat your ear? I, you know, frequently when I'm uh, when I'm running this show, that happens. <laughs> um, Ron, you said that's from a forthcoming book. What's what's the name of the book? The name of the book is Kerouac Dreams. Uh, there are poems, um, uh, sort of uh, in the style of Jack Kerouac. Very cool. Um, so wh- when do you expect that to be out? Uh, I'm working feverishly on it. I'm hoping to get it out in a few months from now. Cool. That's great news. Uh, that's that's great to hear. Enjoyed that piece, and uh, I'm sure that the, re- the rest of the book is going to be uh, great. Great. So please please keep us uh, in the loop uh, when that when that comes out. Okay, I will. Uh, I just want to say that this Friday night, this coming Friday, we're going to have a uh, a reading uh, also with music at the Gainville Cafe uh, in Rutherford, New Jersey at 7 p.m. So uh, it, there's a featured reader and uh, an open mic, and we're welcoming anybody at all who wants to show up. Cool. That sounds great. And that's in obviously that's in the greater Glenridge area? Yes, it's uh, a little town called Rutherford, the home of uh, William Carlos Williams. Oh, cool. Fantastic. All right. Well, um, uh, Ron, I appreciate you calling back in and uh, have fun at that uh, reading and and uh, do, do let us know when, uh, when your book comes out. Will do, Rick. Stay well. All right. You too. It was uh, Ron Bremner calling from Glen Ridge, New Jersey. A repeat offender here on Poetry Superhighway Live. The number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Please call in. Uh, plenty of time for you to get uh, your your opportunity to read a poem and let us know about your latest projects as well. Our next caller is from the 801 area code. Hi. Hi, it's Trish. Hey, Trish. How's it going? Going well. How are you? Doing well. Tell, remind us where you're calling from. Utah. Utah. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, in Provo, Utah, about 40 miles south of Salt Lake. Fantastic. Well, good. To, this is uh, your second time calling in, I think. And um, of course, uh, we I, I see your posts every day in the Poetry Superhighway Facebook group, and I just want to commend you again for spending so much time 
providing opportunities for other poets to uh, to submit work or, or sharing information about those opportunities, I should say. It's uh, it's really cool that you do that. Well, thanks. I, I have to do it for myself anyway, so I figure I might as well share it with anyone who is interested. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so what do you got for us uh, this month? Um, so... Uh, I'm going to read a poem of mine that's been uh, published quite a bit. It's called Waiting Around, and it's a poem that was inspired by Pablo Neruda's Walking Around. Hmm. And it's actually the exercise that I I did to uh, come up with this poem is one that I shared um, as a writing prompt for April, so I've already sent that in this morning, so you'll be seeing that come through. Oh, cool. So this is Waiting Around After Walking Around by Pablo Neruda. It so happens I am tired of being a woman, and it happens while I wait for my children to grow into the burning licks of adulthood. The streaks of summer sun have gone, drained between gaps into gutters, and the ink smell of report cards and recipe boxes cringes me into corners. Still, I would be satisfied if I could draw from language the banquet of poets, if I could salvage the space in time for thought and collect it like a souvenir. I can no longer be timid and quiet, breathless and withdrawn. I can't salve the silence. I can't be this vineyard to be bottled, corked, cellared, and shelved. That's why the year-end dates with pointed teeth, growls at my crow's feet, and gravels into my throat. It claws its way through the edges of an age I never planned to reach and diffuses my life into dullness. Workout rooms and nail salons, bleach white sheets on clotheslines, and treacherous photographs of younger me at barbecues and birthday parties. I wait. I hold still in my form-fitting camouflage. I put on my strong suit and war paint lipstick, and I gamble on what's expected and what to become, and how to behave. Mother, wife, brave. That's it. That's great, Trish. I, I called up... Uh, 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 sorry to hear about those treacherous photographs, by the way. Um, I <laughs> we we up, all have them. We do, yes. Uh, pretty much everyone taken of me is... <laughs> but I... Um, I called up Neruda's poem while you were reading that, and I, you know, I was kind of following along in a way. And there's a lot of, you know, matching that you could do from from your piece, at least in terms of, you know, format or the way lines start and that kind of thing. So that was that was really cool. I posted the link to to the original to Neruda's poem in the chat room in case anyone wants to check out. Um, how cool that you were inspired to write that after uh, Neruda's piece. Yeah, I thought that his his piece was so strong from his um, male perspective that I wanted to come at it with a female approach and that's essentially what you know created the poem yeah so that's, I that's mean, what my prompts will be for April that's the prompt essentially is to take a poem from a different gender uh, than one that you identify with and put that spin on it and write a new piece so cool. Yeah, I've just, you know, it's you you start right off. I mean, his poem begins it so happens I'm sick of being a man. So what a great exercise you've you've participated in as well as created for other people to check out. So uh, hopefully we'll we'll be able to include that as one of our prompts uh, next month and I uh, appreciate you participating in that project as well as uh, reading the example live here uh, on Poetry Superhighway Live. My pleasure. Anything else going on you want to tell us about in your poetry world? Sure. So a couple of things. Um, something kind of exciting for, for me, I co-founded a, a local poetry group called Rock Canyon Poets. Um, we started in January, and we're meeting twice a month, uh, once for reading and once to do workshopping. But we'll uh, be participating in a lot of different readings and things this year, and, and we're hoping to put together a collaborative chat book so you'll be hearing more about that from me. Uh, also, of course, with April, um, there are so many cool things to do. So I will uh, throw a link uh, into the chat room as well. But I've posted, I think, three different posts about April 
um, on my blog, and there are tons of resources for more prompts. I'm sure yours are going to be fabulous, but there are plenty out there um, and other things that you can do. And I'll be participating in the Found Poetry Reviews Challenge. So I'll be writing a, a found poem from a specific prompt with specific methods uh, each day of April, and, and those will be going up on my blog as well. Awesome. Uh, one could uh, could fill their entire uh, poetry writing career just by uh, paying attention to what you're uh, doing, uh, Trish. So uh, thanks for thanks for doing that. Thanks for doing all of that. All right, cool. Well, I really appreciate that you called in, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Sounds great. Thanks, Rick. Sure. All right. That was uh, Trish calling from uh, Provo, Utah. Thanks so much for calling in. Uh, Trish, Trish Hopkinson. A, uh, you can uh, see all kinds of stuff that Trish does uh, by um, by joining the Poetry Superhighway Facebook group, um, among many other places, because uh, almost every day she posts some kind of submission call or writing prompt or resource for poets right there in our group, which is one of the reasons why the uh, Facebook group exists. So so uh, if you're not in it, uh, search Poetry Superhighway on Facebook, or you can click right on the Facebook icon on the Poetry Superhighway website in the top of the right column, and you'll get right there, and you'll join in, and that's it, and it, it'll be great to have you. All right, moving on. Uh, once again, the number to call is 646-716-7362. You know, it's the same number every every uh, every month so you might as well permanently tattoo it to the inside of your arm or something just a thought you know it saved me all the trouble from having to say the number every uh, every day which I, I probably don't have to do because it's probably right up on your screen anyway but uh, you know I like the whole telethon feel uh, that I that I get when I read the phone number so often 646-716-7362 we're, we're healing the world here, here people call in and read the poem that you want to read. Our next caller is from the 617 area code. Hi. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Who's this? this is, my name is Stuart, and I'm from Brookline, Massachusetts. Hi, Stuart. Hi. Um, th- thanks for calling in. Thanks for hosting how, Sure. How's, uh, how are things in Brookline, Massachusetts? Well, it, it looked like winter was shaking off, and uh, it's come back with a fury. It's, oh, it's in the 20s today. It's horrible. Uh, fierce wind, uh, it just never ends. I, I have a feeling from this that there's going to be no spring in New England. You think it's just going to, you know, become summer, uh, uh, like one day? Well, that's it, it's it's an old adage about uh, New England that uh, you really don't. Have, they say summer into winter. I mean, uh, excuse me, winter into summer. Uh, you really don't have much of a spring. April, the buds don't come out on the trees until mid-April, and crocus is very late this year. In any case, and uh, there have been certain years, like 2003, we had an extremely harsh winter, just like this one, and then. Uh, the spring was just very cold. I mean, there have been days at the end of May here, 29th of May, 52 degrees is a high. Terrible. Oh, wow. Well, I can only recommend um, uh, Southern California for its its perpetual spring that we have uh, year-round. Um, you have to kind of be okay with the fact that we're running out of water and are probably all going to have to move to Michigan soon. Uh, but beyond that, <laughs> the weather's pretty good. Good. I, I I was there in 2013. Uh, when you get east of LA a little bit, it gets a little too dry for my taste. I was in yes. Diamond Bar, and it, the Diamond Bar is basically desert. You just you have to drink all the time, and uh, uh, I don't. Uh, the wind the wind is very dry there. You get the Santa Ana wind. It seems to kind of sear my skin a little bit. I, I really didn't like it. It's true. Uh, you know, we uh, we head out a little bit to the east for our, our desert vacations in places like Palm Springs and, and uh, Joshua Tree, if you're more into nature. But it pretty much just stays desert all the way until uh, New Orleans, I think. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, but there you go. Well, listen, uh, Stuart, do you have a poem for us? 
Yes, I do, and it's it's kind of on this theme of uh, winter keep keeping us in its grasp. Um, this is a poem that appeared first in a publication. Can I say a publication? Two publications where it appeared first, or that's not a lot. Sure. Okay. One. It was in 2011. It was in Carcinogenic. Strange name, but it's a wonderful publication. And the second one uh, is one that I'm very proud to write for. It's been. Uh, it's verse virtual, online only, uh, and it's uh, Firestone Feinberg's uh, brainchild. And I've been writing on that since October. Excellent publica- uh, well, publication online. Uh, anyway, this poem is called this. This poem is called "One Lasts," and it's not my voice. It's an imagined voice of an elder woman in the twilight of her life. This is "One Lasts." The snow lies still, forgotten deep below my feet. I look back for other tracks, but see only my own ending. In the morning, I started my letters, soon to be sealed. Some business, some unanswered correspondence, soon will be done. When I was young, needs like that could wait. But I am old now. The morning sun claimed this valley with a reckoning. But even this master's upright staff gives way to a longer, weaker ray. For it is near twilight. The water of the brook might still run, but who knows beneath this frozen seal. And the rabbits, once too many to count, now lie in slumber beneath the ground. Only the crows pass by. Funny how they seem to follow my tracks. My sisters and I used to make pies out of this valley. I can still taste the wafer-thin crusts. Summer never seemed to end, nor the fruits. But I am old now. Shadows are now long enough in this valley, and all is still. Time to be setting home. But what's there? Something on that old, gnarly vine. All is now winter, sunset, but not this. Coming closer, I find to my delight only a long-forgotten grape, still clinging to the vine's end, keeping its dignity beneath some other plant's thorns but still it keeps its crimson blush of color. I taste it, expecting the tincture of summer gone away. Not true. Not only sweet, but holding summer back. In this valley, the shadows are nearly gone, but not this. The last grapes all eaten away, but one is saved. It will indeed be time to head home soon, but only to work on those letters and end the night with a glass of wine. That was great, Stuart. I, I love the idea of uh, of a grape trying to maintain its dignity and uh, and uh, the image of of I don't think I'm going to be able to walk uh, on the ground anywhere without imagining rabbits under the ground, just you know, waiting to be discovered by uh, by archaeologists or gardeners. Um, thank you very much for that. Absolutely, uh, and uh, let's just hope we get to the spring soon enough. Huh? I don't know where you are, but where I am, it's, uh, it's, it's we're, we're, we're patiently waiting. Well, I'll, I'll mail you some spring. We, we've got plenty of it here in Southern Cal. Uh, it's, it's pretty much all we have. So, uh, so not to worry. Check, check, check your UPS guy or girl uh, tomorrow, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Thanks so much, Rick. Stuart, thanks so much for calling in, and, and please do so again. Okay, goodbye. Bye. All righty. Uh, that was uh, Stuart calling from Brookline, Massachusetts. Uh, moving along, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to call in and read a poem, the uh, number is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 860 area code. Hi. Hey, Mike. How are you? This is Valerie from Maine. Hi, Valerie. How, Valerie De Beers, yeah? Did I get that Valerie name right? Beers, that's right. That's from Maine. Okay. We're patiently waiting for spring as well. <laughs> you guys should band together and write a petition. I know, and I was listening earlier, and Alex from Canada said spring is in the air. Well, yes, it is. It's very windy and cold here, but spring's coming. Good. Uh, 
I don't think I've ever talked as much about the weather with anyone that I have on this show today. So this is a uh, this is kind of exciting. Um, um, Valerie, what do you got for us today? I have actually. Do you know that it, March is Women's History Month? Do you know that? Um, I yeah, embarrassingly no, I did not know that. I hope Trish is still listening, and I love what she does. I I get her emails every day. Cool. Oh, I think listening. she's uh, still on board. Yeah, she's. Uh, I can see her still in the chat room, so she's probably still yeah. still here. It's women there you go, Trish, room. another so, fan. Yay! No, I have a poem uh, that's very apropos for this month. It's called, and I wrote this myself. I'm sorry. It's called How to Be a Real Woman. And I don't mean to alienate any uh non women out there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take notes myself, so I'm I'm the please. Okay. This is called How to Be a Real Woman. Know how to cook and use your rook. And let me look at other women. Grow your hair. Get a perfect pair. And never stare at me. Grow up. Cheer up. Do sit-ups. Stand up for me. Shut up, Valerie. Ride a bike. Know what I like. And never try to psych me out. Driving around, don't make a sound. As I comment on every woman around, you need a round butt. Get your body cut and on command, act like a slut. Am I being heard? I hardly say a word. Make sure the coffee's stirred. Real women don't cry. Real women aren't shy and they don't ask why. Get more educated and when we're socially situated, don't act like we're together. Wear your clothes tight. Learn to drive right. And why do you have to write all the time? The end. So there it is, uh, the definitive guide uh, uh, on how to be a woman. According to one person. (laughs) I sense you might not necessarily agree with that person. No, no. But it's Women's History Month, so keep in mind, the women that came before you and plowed, you know, blazed paths to make it okay to do this stuff. Whatever this stuff is. Yes. I'm for anyone doing any stuff that they want to do. Yes. I agree. For the most part. Cool. Well, Valerie, anything going on up in Maine you want to tell us about? You know, I am so excited to say that the first inaugural poet is going to be at the Bangor Public Library on April 3rd of this year. Richard Blanco. The first inaugural poet, like the the poet laureate of uh, I'm what do you mean by that? Um, he was chosen by President Obama to write a poem for when President Obama was inaugurated, and it's called One Today. And oh, Richard, okay, I see what you mean, yes. He's going to be at the Bangor Public Library on April 3rd. That's very exciting. That's a, that's a big name in poetry heading uh, heading to your uh, your town. Yes, he lives in Maine. He lives in Bethel, Maine. So, yeah. That's great. Well, so he's not only uh, not he's a a, a local treasure, uh, in other words, which is which is cool. Yes. yes. Well, that, yes. that's so great, Valerie. Um, I'm glad to hear about it. you. Want to give your website uh, uh, before I let you go? Uh, yes. Uh, let's do wordsoftheval dot wordpress dot com. Words of the Val V A L dot wordpress dot com. Words of the two thousand. I forgot. I forgot the number. I forgot the number, Rick. Words of the Val two thousand dot wordpress dot com. Oh, and speaking of numbers, 
Um, all your listeners should put the number, you know, 716. Uh, they should put it on speed dial. So I don't yes. so much. Everyone should be in a constant state of ready to call into the show, like like yes. like there's like there's concert tickets to be won or something. Finger on the button. Call in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Valerie from Bangor, Maine, uh, in, enjoy your month and uh, uh, and keep sniffing that spring in the air. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. Okay, that was uh, that was Valerie. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the next. Caller is from the 614 area code. Hi, 614. Rick, what's happening? This is Vincent Ivory. Hey, Daniel Vincent. Hi, Westerville. How you doing, sir? Doing well, thanks. Westerville, Ohio, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like it's warm out there, but it's a little bit cool still here. So, But it's uh, blue sky, so it's good weather. No complaints. That's uh, I'm you know that's the least you could the, the most you could hope for is no complaints you know <laughs> or the least I don't know it's it's a thing that you could hope for I'm not sure if it's the least or the most you could hope for okay we'll just go middle ground for right now just to be safe cool so cool. Uh, hey I'm gonna uh, gonna read uh, a poem to him from. Uh, a new book I'm still working on called uh, Letters from the Amish Country so, that I started writing when I was in uh, Berlin, Ohio last year on, uh, on my on my anniversary. So nice. it's uh, entitled uh, Speaking Without Saying a Word. How loud the sun does speak today, going about its business, going along its way. The sun's boat moves across its own blue sea sharing with humans its vitamin D. In a cabin to my left, a woman and a man sit nude on the porch receiving free tans. The sun talks to their skin without, with silence of sound, but their skin still hears and turns light brown. The sun exits, others take its place. With the stars and the moon's presence, we are now graced. The stars do their twinkle, the moon does its thing. A silent duet, they both now sing. An intruder approaches, coming in from the right. His silent message, no moonlight tonight. As more clouds gather, thunder is heard, speaking without saying a word. The lightning blinks, the raindrops fall, the dryness flees, the wetness mauls. The thunder interrupts, the silence of night, the clouds deny us the moon's pale light. All the things, things say, we never hear. Are they simply raindrops or many tears? Nice. Uh, so it's a, it's a whole collection of poetry that will be that are. Uh, did you say letters from Amish country? Is that the, the title of the book? That's the title of the book. Yeah, that's great. So, I you know big big fan of location specific uh, poetry books myself, since most of mine uh, follow that uh, follow that format. So uh, cool to know that uh, that uh, that uh, you're doing it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, so where is the where is the death of a moth bat? What, what location is that from? That book was written in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, um, uh, and uh, and actually in in Niagara Falls. Um, it's uh, uh, the reference itself came from visiting the I think it was the Canadian. Museum of Contemporary Art or, or something like that, and there was uh, an exhibit um, which was produced by a performance art group there called um, Get Ready. Uh, they're called Shut the Fuck Up. That was the name of them, and they um, okay. they they uh, produced a video about what you know, trying to to play at the idea of of what is art and and really pushing the boundaries of it. And it was really a Got documentary it. of, and, and this is all leading up to the title of the book that you asked about, trust me. Um, it's, uh, it, it starts out with, a, it, 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 the film is really about a documentary of how they traveled to Europe and did a, a live art exhibit of them painting giant canvases using taxidermied poodles as their brushes, dipping them in blue paint, 
and then using those <clears throat> to paint the the uh, canvases. Um, uh. Again, kind of pushing. So switch back. I'm watching this video. The video begins with – do you remember the old Adam West Batman show? Oh, yeah, big time. Of course. So Cesar Romero plays the Joker in that show played the Joker in that show, and there's one particular episode in which there's an art contest in the city of Gotham, and um, he... Okay, the, I got it now. I remember that. Yep. Yes. Sorry, I remember. See, so the Joker enters the contest, um, and he turns in a blank canvas, and he calls it Death of a Mauve Bat, and he wins the contest <laughs> on top of it all. So that was the, the introductory segment to this other documentary video from... The, the Canadian performance group shut the fuck up. And there's a in the book Death of a Mob Bat. There's a reference to that piece of, of watching the video, and I thought that was a a cool title. And that's that's why that book of poems is from cool. Toronto is called Death of a Mob Bat. And now everyone should go and buy thirty copies of it each because it's really an entertaining and humorous book. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. As long as they buy thirty copies of uh, long of, of uh, love letters to Amish country as well. But no, no, it's, it's actually it is a uh, it is good. It is good. I always uh, like that title that you uh, that you did there. So thanks, definitely. But appreciate you appreciate what, appreciate what you're doing. Uh, you can check out my other stuff like the Pantyhose Lie and uh, Love Letters to Hollywood. Um, those are my other books that are out now. They can go to vincentivory.com, and uh, they, they can get those there. And they can also pick up Fan Mail, which is uh, poetry inspired by the characters of Marvel Comics. Cool. Well, it's great that you've been so productive. There's something really cool about a themed book, both not only writing it, but uh, but you know, discovering it, and then you know, discovering Correct. the relationship between all the poems. So awesome. That yeah, you're, uh, I agree. You know, Cool, well, Vincent, cool. uh, thank you so much for calling in as always, and we'll talk to you next time. Hey, thank you, Rick, for what you do, and uh, keep doing it, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Have a great one. Thanks, you too. All right, uh, the next uh, the, the, the co- number to call in is 646-716-7362. Thank you, Vincent, for calling in. Yeah, I've pretty much uh, since 1997 when I released my last actual collection of poetry written over time – uh, have only written uh, themed books, um, uh, mostly written on location in different cities. Um, the most recent one out on Rothko Press is called The Gettysburg Undress, which just this week – I'm sure you've seen me babbling on about that on my website and, and on Facebook and such. But it was just just over the weekend, the press, Rothko Press, finally released it as an ebook. So if you're if you're a Kindle person – um, or an iBooks person, you can now get that book, um, uh, The Gettysburg Undress, um, which I wrote two years ago um, in while traveling around uh, Washington, D.C., Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, Allentown, Richmond, Virginia, and Baltimore, all poems written over a two-week period in just those places, speaking of theme books. Um, now is available in ebook format for your favorite ebook reader. It's less expensive than the print version, and of course, the print version is available too. So pick it up. I'm excited to report, by the way, um, that they, um, having just told you that I have only released these themed books over the, since 1997, that my next actual collection of collected works will be coming out within the next month or two. I believe by the end of May, um, uh, of poems that I've written over the last 20 years since my last collected works. It's going to be called. Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman, also on Rothko Press. It'll be available in uh, paperback, online, everywhere, as well as uh, in ebook formats. And I'm very, very excited about that because um, I haven't put out this kind of book in, in a long time. And in one sense, it's very easy to – it's easier uh, to you know take a book of poetry that I wrote that's themed all uh, on location and you know release the, the experience of, of – uh, of, of having been in those places as one collection uh, in the order that I wrote them. And those are good books, and I'm excited about them. In fact, I have another one already written called Professor Clown on Parade that I wrote last year in Maine, uh, as well as uh, as well as well Vermont and, uh, and uh, Hartford, Connecticut. So that'll be coming out uh, sometime in the future as well. So anyway, uh, look for Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman. 
Um, that's a book title, not something that you should go outside and look for. Um, uh, soon on Rothko Press, and uh, check out the ebook of Gettysburg Undress right now on uh, Amazon for Kindle and on the uh, Apple's iBook store. All right, moving on. Our next caller, uh, blocked number. Hi, blocked number. Hey, Rick. Hi. Michael in Birmingham, how are you doing? I'm good, Michael. How are you? Well, I play second in a haiku competition. Do you want to hear about it? I do. Okay. It's, uh, I'm getting the material here to read. It's in conjunction with the Sakura Cherry Blossom Festival for the Japanese Society, but the Birmingham Public Library System moderates the actual haiku contest. And uh, beginning in 2014, the Birmingham Public Library has sponsored an annual haiku contest open to all residents of the state of Alabama. And uh, it was in increments of three weeks, a week leading up to the 21st. A week one, and each week that have a top haiku from two divisions, a youth division and an adult uh, division. And then the second week, I placed in the adult division. So, of course, it took those top three winners from each division. And on yesterday at the festival, the Sakura Festival at the Botanical, Birmingham Botanical Gardens, specifically in the Japanese garden area where they had the uh, tea house and the pavilion. And all of this is available online for people to, uh, if they want to know more details about it. But they, uh, those th- winners from the weeklies, they ranked them first, second, third, and announced their, the winners in their ranking at noon yesterday, and I was second in the adult category. And uh, selections, uh, the winners were selected by members of the Southeast Chapter of the Haiku Society of Alabama. Okay, and after all that, when is April reading? It's going to be April 19th. Okay, well, April 17th is... is National Haiku Day. So I'll read that haiku and other haiku on the show the 19th if I get to call in and if I call in and I get on the air. How's that? I'm going to read something short today, all right? Sounds good. Okay. It's also kind of haikuish, uh, but I wrote it Friday night and I'm going to air it today. Um, <clears throat> this appears on the page as on. Um, like maybe two columns or as a diptych a left and a right and it's titled Two Two Leaves from the Same Book Page Left Expected Still Sudden Boundless Storm Without Upheaval Save Unparalleled Straight Line Winds Lifted Upon the Moors Forevermore Page right, the exit page at the end of the book. The heights without the weathering. Heaven. See you next week. Call in next month. I mean, next month. Hopefully, I'll get in, and hopefully, since it's close to the 17th National Haiku Day, which occurs about in the middle of National Poetry Month. Then I'll uh, present those haikus, including the one that placed. Cool. That'd be great. Uh, Michael, do me a favor. Remind me um, via email maybe a few days before the show next week if you remember that it's the about the National Haiku Day so I can maybe uh, encourage people to call in and read haiku on that particular show in advance. Yeah, there's a, web, there's a website. For, uh, there's, a haiku, uh, found, there's a website called the Haiku Foundation. That's how I discovered it. You might want to put that on your website, Haiku Foundation. It's kind of like got everything about the haiku. Then there's, uh, so anyway, Haiku Foundation. Yeah, but I'll try to remember the email, and uh, hopefully you know, I'll, I'll get in. But they put together, I wanted to mention, they put together uh, all the people that submitted in the course of those three weeks. They gathered them together and, and put them in a nice little chat booklet. That sounds great. Michael, i got less than a minute, so i got to let you sure. go. Okay, I always appreciate you calling okay. in. Okay, see you now. Uh, listen, hear you, and, and let's call in and listen to National Poetry Month. 
Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you, Michael, from Birmingham, Alabama, for letting us know about that, etc. Well, thanks, everyone, for calling. Great show today. People from all over the world called in. Our next show, as I mentioned, is going to be Sunday, April 19th, same time, 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific. Uh, pay attention to your local time changes in case that, uh, that affects you in Australia. I want to thank you, everyone, for calling in. Also, don't forget to... Let it uh, to uh, pay attention to our uh, poetry writing prompt today next month during National Poetry Month. And if you'd like to submit a poetry writing prompt, you can do so right on our website there, and uh, and we will select the 30 prompts that we like the best and publish one a day. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Uh, a great rest of March, and enjoy your transition into National Poetry Month. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.